0: Yes, the defense secretary is hospitalized again. The duties were transferred. I guess the question is, does anybody think that the produce section is now running our country? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Great to have you with us on a busy Monday after the Super Bowl. Never easy coming back to work after the Super Bowl. Am I right? Stay up late. You have a great time. Enjoy yourselves. And then you got to go to work. But we're here. We're here for you. We'll be with you till seven o'clock. So thanks for being here. The big story of the day today, though, is um, Ukraine. It really is. It's amazing to me that the big story is Ukraine, but that's what's happening. Ukraine is the issue. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Why? Because it's about money, that's why. It's about money and it's about the never ending, ever, never, ever, never ending funding to Ukraine. And as Senator J.D. Vance pointed out today, there is a poison pill that would basically lead to the end of Donald Trump's presidency. It would lead to the end of Donald Trump's presidency if, in fact, this were to pass. Because if he ever were to cut off the funds, if he became president, it would be an impeachable offense. And they're putting that into the bill in a way that they can then be able to use against Trump in the future, much like what they did, if you remember, when they went after Trump the last time, after he had put a pause on Ukraine funding, after his phone call with Zelensky where he was trying to get dirt on Joe Biden, allegedly. But really, truly, it's because there is dirt on Joe Biden. And we know there's dirt on Joe Biden because it all came out in the report on the classified documents. The problem is you just probably missed it. You probably missed it because you, like me, like a lot of people, we were looking and paying attention to what was said about Biden's mental health, what was said about Biden's memory, for good reason, for good reason. What was said about Biden's memory is not good. Guy is a feeble old man. Matt, do you have his attorney on with Margaret Brennan? I believe you do from yes. over the weekend. Uh, his attorney went on CBS Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan and disputed the idea that he's got a bad memory disputed what the special counsel, her, came up with. And, of course, now the media is all doing their thing. They're turning around and saying that they are. Um, you know, this guy was a Trump-appointed special counsel and Merrick Garland. Never should have put a Trump-appointed guy in there. Please. You know, these U.S. attorneys are appointed essentially now by the United States senators from the state. It's senatorial courtesy really is how that usually happens. But here's Bob Bauer, Biden's attorney. Take a listen.
4: So what you're talking about and letters you've released make it sound like there are indeed transcripts that you have of these conversations over the eighth and the ninth.
3: Yes, I'm drawing here on my recollections. But yes, there are transcripts. And as you heard um, Ian Sams in the press briefing room say, you know, there are discussions underway because it's a classified document about mm-hmm. what could or whether will be or when released. I can't add anything to that today. Do
4: you favor releasing them?
3: Well, it's really a decision that has to take place within the government. It's a classified document. I'm the president's personal counsel.
4: Right. Would you recommend that these be made public if they indeed back up your personal record?
3: Again, there's a process underway. I'm not a specialist in that process, and so I really have to defer to those who have to work through those issues. Okay. Mm hmm.
0: Uh, we're not going to release a transcript is basically what he's saying. It's not going to happen. But they're not going to release the transcripts. And that's the end of it. But there's a great piece over at The Federalist by one of their investigative journalists by the name of Margot Cleveland, who points out Joe Biden's classified documents provide more evidence that hunters pay to play was a family affair i'll get into that with you before the show is over today i get a lot on that but here's senator jd vance on the floor of the senate today he talks about the military industrial complex the experts ensuring that we fund ukraine forever and ever and ever take a listen
2: so many times in the last many decades have we been asked to listen to the experts and yet We never actually ask what the track record of those experts is in matters of foreign policy. The experts, the bipartisan consensus of course, got us into Vietnam, a war that lasted nearly 15 years that saw the destruction of nearly 60,000 American lives and for what? It was the bipartisan foreign policy consensus, the experts, that got us into a 20-year war in Afghanistan where American taxpayers for two decades funded things like how to turn Afghanistan into a flowering democracy or how to ensure that the Afghans had proper American thoughts about gender in the 21st century. Well, maybe that was a waste of money and maybe the experts were wrong. Those same experts, of course, counseled us that we must invade Iraq because Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. And yet, Iraq had no weapons of mass destruction and the war led not only to the destruction of 5,000 American lives and many, many hundreds of thousands of innocent people beyond that, but also led to the regional empowerment of Iran, which now we are told by those same experts is the biggest problem that we face in the Middle East. Now those experts have a new crusade. Now those experts have a new thing that American taxpayers must fund, and must fund indefinitely, and it is called the conflict in Ukraine.
0: The conflict in Ukraine, indefinitely, no doubt, indubitably, no question about it. Here's Senator Rand Paul talking about the fact that it is absolutely a crime, criminal neglect, to do this while we have our border wide open. Cut seven.
5: You know, I would say it's criminal neglect for Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden to get together to send a hundred billion dollars overseas to fix someone else's border before addressing our border. We have an emergency. We have an invasion. We have 700,000 people came across in the last two months and they're willing just to punt on that. You know, they put forward a fake proposal. It wasn't any good. We shot it down, but that doesn't mean we're ready to give up on it. Many of us want to fight, 32 of us out of 48. Three-fourths of us said we wanted to keep fighting. We want to actually fix the border before we ship $100 billion of our money overseas. I meet no one in Kentucky, no conservatives across the land that are for this, but the leadership of the Senate under Mitch McConnell is more concerned with sending your money to Ukraine than they are with the invasion of the southern border, and I've had enough. I'm going to do everything in my power to slow down and stop this, and I told them they can vote, when hell freezes over Mm. because frankly this isn't in the best interest of our country. The money has to be borrowed. We don't have 100 billion sitting around. We borrow 1.5 trillion, and they're going to borrow another 100 billion. So essentially, we ask China for money to send it to Ukraine. It makes us weaker. It's bad for our country. Mitch McConnell, Joe Biden, and Chuck Schumer are wrong on this, and I'm going to do everything I can to slow them down at the very least. And possibly there'll be enough of an uprising of people calling in and saying, "Mitch McConnell, who are you? Do you represent?" Represent the Republicans? Do you represent conservatives? Mm. Are you in lockstep with Chuck Schumer? There needs to be an uprising in the country. And if that happens, we still have a chance we could stop this.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it, the problem, though, is that the machine is humming along here and the machine doesn't really care as long as Ukraine gets their money. I mean, I'm not even joking. Over the weekend, Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas, was was, was on the, the, uh, the Sunday shows, Meet the Press, with Kristen Welker. And was asked the question, you know, do you guys bear responsibility for the border crisis? Do you, fear, do, you, do you bear any responsibility whatsoever? This is the big story of the day today brought to you by my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Go see him today for your perfect smile. VenariaDental.com. My dentist, my friend, and the master of dental implants. So Alejandro Mayorkas, you know, does he have any, does he, any, responsibility, any responsibility here at the border crisis whatsoever? Does he deserve to keep his job? I don't think so. But this is what he said. Cut 10.
6: Let me just ask you, though, big picture. You have now been in your position for three years, and let's talk about what's happened during those three years. More migrants have crossed the border illegally last year than ever before. The asylum cases backlog has more than tripled since 2019. You yourself have said that more than 85% of migrants caught crossing the border illegally are being released into the US as they await their court dates. Let's just put impeachment aside for a minute. Why do you deserve to keep your job, Mr. Secretary?
3: Kristen, the, um, the, the data that you cite is a powerful example of why we need legislation to fix what everyone agrees is a broken immigration system. And you take a snapshot of the data over the past three years. Uh, let's take a look before the last three years. That case backlog, which is about three million cases, has been growing year over year over year. The time between um, when we encounter an individual at the border and the time of final adjudication of an asylum case has been years, five to seven years, four years and years. I remember when I entered the Department of Homeland Security in 2009, we were wrestling with these very same issues. The system has not been fixed for 30 years. A bipartisan group of senators have now presented us with the tools and resources we need, bipartisan group, and yet... um, Congress killed it before even reading it.
6: No doubt there is gridlock on Congress. But do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis?
3: It certainly is a crisis. And, well, we don't bear responsibility for a broken system. And we're doing a tremendous amount. You notice how I keep we're saying that, Thank that you very much. System.
0: You know, how I keep saying broken system, 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 system. You know, this is, the, this is the mental deflection. The, the system is broken. No, the system is not broken. The system is something totally different. The immigration system has to deal with legal ports of entry, has to deal with papers, paperwork, filing applications, visas, asylum hearings, court hearings, court dates, all that stuff. But that's not what we're talking about. That's what they keep making it back to, the system. But what, what we're talking about here is the border. We're talking about the invasion at the southern border. That's the issue. So when they, again, it's the word games they play, the little semantic word games of don't look over here at the 300,000 people sinking over the border a month. Look at the system because the system's broken and it was broken before I got here. Well, okay, but let me just play devil's advocate here for a second because if, you, if you're acknowledging the system was broken before you got there and you've been there three years, it means you haven't fixed it. So aren't you ineffective at your job? Yes, but no, then he turns around and blames Republicans for not fixing it. When, again, what they proposed would not fix the border, it was dealing with the immigration system. It didn't deal with the border crisis and the invasion. They're two separate things. They want you to think it's the same thing, but it's not the same thing. It's not even close to being the same thing. I told you it's the equivalent of saying that the, the, you know, there's bad food at the airport versus airport security. Two totally different things. You know, it's one thing to complain about, well, you know, the system in terms of getting our vendors to deliver the high quality food that our, our flyers expect and the, and the drinks. And we've been dealing with that. And no, no, we're talking about people coming through the airport illegally, not not what they're getting once they're inside. That's the that's what they're talking about. I mean, he's talking about the interior system or the legal ports of entry. And we're talking about an invasion on the southern border. So, no, he doesn't believe there's any responsibility. Of course, he says he deserves to keep his job. Why wouldn't he? Now they can blame Republicans. Marco Rubio. Blasting Democrats and, you know, good for him. I, I, Rubio has come a long way here on, on this issue because at one point, Rubio would have been one of those guys out there saying that Ukraine spending has to triumph everything, has to trump everything. I think maybe he's realizing a little bit that it's not exactly what the Republican Party wants. It's not exactly what Republican primary voters are looking for. Maybe he's, maybe he's, finally, he's finally catching up to that point. Cut nine. Cut nine.
4: But just to clarify something are you in support of aid to ukraine i think if we secure our own border here in the united states i've said that we should do we should help ukraine look half the money that's going to ukraine is not going to ukraine it's to buy back our own weapons that we gave them to restock our own shelves and obviously taiwan is included there as well my problem is this before we do these things we have to make america and americans a priority again in city after city now in new york in denver in chicago here in Florida, to some extent, we are seeing the impact of this migrant crisis, not just on social services, n- not, not, but, but on the street and, and crime, in a crime wave that we have going on. And, and, and now you've got you know, like the mayor of Denver is now crying because he, you know, he says the federal government has to send him a bunch of money to help with the migrant crisis. And he says the only people that are not to blame for this are the migrants themselves. We- Why are we spending all of this taxpayer money to house migrants, feed migrants, accommodate migrants? We have a bunch of needs in our own country for Mm. Americans. How is that not our priority? So Americans have to be our priority and then we can help our allies.
0: Yeah, but that's the problem, though, Marco. And this is where you're wrong. I mean, this is where you're wrong. It's going to take a long time and a lot of money to fix America. And that's the problem. You know, so, I mean, you turn around and you you, you toe the party line, I, mean, I give you credit for saying that America should be first. But what you should be turning around and saying is no, because we're not we're not giving ourselves the money back. That's that's a ridiculous notion. What he just said there, that money is going to go to American defense contractors who are going to you know, ship those weapons over to Ukraine. But that's why they want this to keep going. But it's still our money, man. It's still our money. So, no, if you if you're saying America first and make it America first, and that's the thing. But that's the problem, though, is that every everybody, everybody wants the money to Ukraine to continue. And that's why they put this poison pill into the bill where they could lead to Trump's impeachment if Trump were to come out as president and stop funding Ukraine. They're baking this in. I mean, it's crazy what they're trying to do on Capitol Hill, and that's why Senator J.D. Vance is warning everybody. By the way, um, her is going to testify, H-U-R. He's the guy that did the Biden document report. He's going to testify, and Trump is also dealing with a uh, hearing right now on the classified documents case that's still going on with President Donald Trump. So while that's happening as well, the whole thing is, I mean, it's like the, as if the entire political season is going to be spent in court, except For the part about Joe Biden, because Joe Biden, of course, again, is not fit to stand trial. Donald Trump's the only person here who's fit to stand trial of the two presidential candidates. Just think about just think about that for a moment. Just think about that. Now, Tucker Carlson interviewed Vladimir Putin. There's a lot of anger at Tucker Carlson for interviewing Vladimir Putin. They're very, very upset with him. They're very mad at him. They don't like the fact that he did that. I will have more to say on that as the show goes on. But remember something. A big part of the reason for that is because the narrative has to be that Ukraine gets this money because Putin, bad man, who will go through Ukraine and then conquer the rest of the world. He will go on and he will go into Poland and he'll go into Czechoslovakia and he'll go all the way up and it'll be just like Hitler. The same thing again. Just it's the same thing. And this is the argument. So you can't sit down with a monster like this or you'll get blasted because that has to be the argument. And um, I'll prove that to you. Senator Chris Murphy over the weekend and Margaret Brennan, you know, they, they, they tell you what Putin has said he's going to do. Putin has not said he's going to do this, but they keep saying this. And if you disagree with the Ukraine money, that means that you're pro-Putin, you're pro-Russia, and you want to see Russia take over all of Europe. And that leads to then, of course, a, a war between the United States and Russia. Now, none of that is true. None of it is true. But it's what they're saying. And they're saying this over and over again. This is Chris Murphy with Margaret Brandon Cut Six.
4: I want to talk about the pieces you're trying to pick up here with this, uh, what, $95 billion emergency spending bill. Do you have any sense yet if there are 60 votes to pass all of this aid?
2: I think we're going to pass this spending bill for Ukraine. We have already moved past several procedural hurdles that require 60 votes. I think there will be 60 votes in the end, and there has to be. On many days, Ukraine is firing one quarter of the artillery shells that Russia is. Some days they are only interrupting half the missiles that are being sent at Ukrainian cities. We are on the precipice of a disaster for Ukraine and for the world. Nikki Haley is right. Putin has made it clear Mm -hmm. that if he wins ukraine he is going to continue on ultimately to a country that's going to get the united states directly involved in a confrontation with russia so it has been hard to get republican votes to support ukraine made very difficult by donald trump's uh, opposition to ukraine funding but i think we're going to get this done in the senate by early to mid next week
0: i have no doubt they'll get it done in the senate the question is is the house going to go along with it that's the question now you know everybody's angry at trump They're also angry at Trump because he said NATO has to pay its bills. So they're very, very angry at that. They're angry that that Trump had the audacity to say to NATO, well, you have to pay your bills. And the spin, of course, is that what Trump is saying is Russia should go attack NATO. This is, again, the, the corporate media spin. Russia should go attack NATO countries, and the United States won't help. In fact, we'll cheer Russia on. Now, if you hear that in what he's saying then you're you're hearing something that i'm not because i didn't hear him say that but this is what he said cut three
6: they asked me that question one of the presidents of a big country stood up said well sir uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by russia will you protect us i said you didn't pay you're delinquent he said yes let's say that happened no i would not protect you in fact i would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want you got to pay you got to pay your bills
0: All right, so you got to pay your bills. It sounds to me like if the NATO countries pay and don't take advantage of the United States of America, then the United States of America will live up to its treaty obligations. I don't think that that's an unreasonable point. I will tell you, though, Trump needs uh, to—please, don't—there's no reason to make any comments about Nikki Haley's husband. None whatsoever. Dude, you're beating her by 20-something points in her home state of South Carolina. You are crushing her in every other state. You're, you're destroying her on Super Tuesday. There's no reason to make that into a story. None whatsoever. Absolutely none. You don't punch down. That's one of those big rules. I know Trump loves to do that, but that's one of the things that winds up, I think, causing him problems. You don't need to do that. There's no reason to bring up Nikki Haley's husband, whether or not, I mean, the guy's overseas serving, so that just looks bad. But whether or not there are rumors about her and her husband, first of all, nobody cares. That's number one. Number two, you are crushing her in such a way you shouldn't even be talking about her. You shouldn't even be mentioning Nikki Haley at this point. The name should not even, there's no reason to. Honestly, there isn't, because all that happens is then Nikki Haley winds up getting all this attention. It doesn't help. It doesn't make it any any better in that sense. But you notice what Chris Murphy said, though. He said Nikki Haley's right. See, this is the difference here. This is why I told you that if Nikki Haley wins, if Nikki Haley wins the presidency, Democrats can live with that. They can live with that because the war in Ukraine will keep going. That's why they cannot risk another term with Trump. They just simply can't. That's it. 855 uh, 839 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And I'll tell you exactly what Nikki Haley said about the Ukraine aid package. Upon my return, your thoughts on this too. Weigh in. I want to hear from you. And I want to tell you about my friends at and Lock Service. You know, we have our big Travis Mannion Foundation Radiothon coming up next month in March. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for it because it's going to be great. Oh, yes. Thank you, Matt. Um, 20 out of 31 NATO countries don't pay the 2% they're supposed to. 2%, that's all they're supposed to pay. And 20 out of 31 don't pay. So the United States, once again, is picking up the bill for all these other countries. And I think a lot of people are tired of us always having to be the world's police and the world's bank too. I think a lot of people are tired of that. All right, so and Lock Service, they, they are always happy to stand with us for the Travis Manion Foundation Radio Fund. And Tom and Chrissy and the entire team at and Lock Service are there for you. Have you lost a key fob? Those key fobs, maybe they're not working anymore. Well, if you need to have them repaired or replaced, McCausland is who you should call. See, McCausland will do it for you, in most cases while you wait, in most cases 50% cheaper than the dealer, and they service all makes and models, even high-end luxury cars as well, like Mercedes and BMWs and others. For over 100 years, McCausland Lock Service has been that family business there to help you all along. So reach out to them today. And you'll be very, very happy. McCausland Lock Service. If you've lost your car keys, your key fob is broken, call them today. They're conveniently located on Route 420 in Prospect Park, PA. And the number is 610-430-1500. Ask to speak to Tom or Chrissy about how they can help you. 610-430-1500. And remember... They stand with us. They stand with our veterans. They stand with the Travis Manning Foundation Radiothon that we will be doing again in March. So use them if you have any of those needs. Repair, replace, reprogram original factory remotes, transponder keys, ship keys, and more. McCausland Lock Service.
3: Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with autopay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without autopay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.
7: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
3: The Cioli show on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app.
0: We have any data by the way on how many people call out sick today. I mean,
1: might be a little too early for that, still, right?
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm curious. I think they were saying something like, the sick day after the Super Bowl Sunday is like the highest sick day of the year, oh, or something like that. E-
1: easily, yeah, it is,
0: right? Yeah, easily because everybody's up I, late. And I'm partying sure, and I'm sure
7: we'll get those numbers by tomorrow. So uh, the study has been done in the past, and it showed that there were 16 million people uh, that call out the day after the Super Bowl.
1: 16
7: million. Yeah. Wow.
1: it's a lot of people. And, you know, people stayed up late to watch the overtime, too, so
7: I'd imagine that number increased this year. I think it was the seventh longest game in NFL history. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, yeah, because, I mean, how often do Super Bowl games go into overtime anyway? That was the second one ever. Ever? Yeah. The other one was the Patriots and the Falcons, and the Patriots came back from down 28-3. Really? Yeah. Hmm. This is the wow. first one with the new overtime rules, which the Niners didn't
7: know. Losers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean you still take first ball. No. Yes, cuz you're the first one to get you would get first possession and third possession. And third possession ends in uh, But if you get the second possession, you scores. know
1: exactly what you need. You know exactly what you need to go down the field and either tie the game or win. Say the 49ers had scored there, and you know, scored a touchdown meaning. Yeah. Chiefs would have went for two and won the game because you're not giving the ball back to the 49ers in a sudden-death scenario when their kicker's been kicking 55-yarders all
7: game. You're just not doing that. I don't know. I think you'd still want third possession because once sudden death starts, you're the team that gets first ball, and I don't know how you would surrender right, that. But I get that this, the you
0: gave team it team to Patrick But well, wait, well, wait a second, though. Don't you think – I mean, if San Francisco had
1: gone for it instead of going for a field goal. I mean, if they had. You know, if, like, I'm saying, but like, you it, know why they didn't. Because they couldn't. Because of the CIA, they wouldn't let them. Was <laughs> that what the CIA yes. interfered with the play calling? They're like, we're, yes. k- we're kicking it here.
0: All right." If if you go for it, your mother will be waterboarded. That's what the <laughs> one of
1: the the offensive coordinator, I believe, was. They had his they had his mother. Like Kyle not Sh- Kyle Shanahan. Yes, I thought I saw her in the stands though.
0: Well, they. I mean, that's what that's what they do. It they very publicly, and then you know somebody makes like a <laughs> you know sign like the finger <laughs> across the neck sign. So that's why they had to kick a field goal there. Because otherwise, they probably would have went for it and won, and then Taylor Swift would have lost the Super Bowl. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: No, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Thank you. I'm trying to help. I'm just here to help. You know what I mean? Here to help. <laughs> you guys
0: are talking strategy, but you don't. You're not seeing the bigger picture. Yeah. Then.
1: No, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, these are things I factored in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know it's not easy. It's it's um, it's awkward. Had to deal with all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you what. But I did, I did, uh, I did like what's his face who sang the song, not the halftime one. The guy who played the national, not the national anthem. God, God bless America. What's his name? The guy Post at the beginning Malone? who did that.
7: Yes. Yeah, he was good. My he was good. Usher was terrible. I thought. I didn't watch it. I went outside and had a cigar. You didn't miss uh, anything. I thought Usher was pretty good. Nah. He took it and he took his shirt I, I didn't need to see shirtless Usher while I was you trying know he to. He was gonna do that. Eat chicken wings. Uh, yeah, I don't want to look at his nipples. Keep your shirt on. Yeah, nobody wants to see nipples. No. Nobody. No, nobody. Not those kind.
0: <laughs> I mean, didn't Rihanna already have a nipple incident? No, that was Janet Jackson. Oh Janet Jackson. Yeah. Right? We already had a nipple at the Super Bowl. It's been
7: done. <laughs> it's been I, done already. You know I, what I mean? I thought Alicia Keys was good. Alicia Keys was good. Luda was good. Lil Basically, John. everyone they brought out that wasn't AGR. Usher was good. And yet, Usher was like the the quote-unquote crown jewel of the performance, which I didn't understand. And mm-hmm. he didn't bring out Justin Bieber. A lot of people were disappointed. Uh, yeah,
0: I
1: was
7: disappointed that, too. Everyone
1: yeah, wanted Yeah, no,
0: I, I couldn't sleep last night. You didn't think about what keeps <laughs> Michelle Obama up. It was me thinking about why didn't they bring out the Bieber? He was at the game, too.
1: <laughs> it's like he was there. Yeah, he's like, I'm not, I'm not working on the Super Bowl. What Are you crazy?
7: Nor should he have to, by the way. Nor should he have to. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) It's a holiday he respects. Yes. Although he's Canadian. Does he even know anything about American football? Totally. I mean... The the Canadians watch football? They have the CFL. Are they a soccer country? They have the CFL. Uh, He likes uh, Cuban football. (laughs)
0: Like his prime minister. (laughs) So, allegedly.
7: allegedly. I don't know if that's true or not. Did you like the commercials? I thought those were kind of disappointing, too.
0: You oh, know, I got to tell you, I really love the Christopher Walken one because I'm a huge Walken mm-hmm. fan, and um, I, I everybody thinks they can do an impression of Christopher Walken, and I thought that was funny.
7: I, I like that, that, that one. one. <laughs> that was good That was good. Chris Pratt Pringle commercial, also very funny, I, liked, I thought. Yeah, that was
1: good. I liked uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. That was good. Yeah.
7: I But I, I said this all,
1: like, last week. I said it on Rooney's show, too. Like commercials in the Super Bowl are all sad now. Yeah, they'll try to pull at the heartstrings. I'm like, I don't want that. I want to laugh. That's like why I'm tuning in. I don't need any statements here. I don't
0: need to cry. There's enough tears.
7: Seriously, am I right? There's enough tears out there. We don't need it. Also, how much money did Xi Jinping dump into those Timu commercials? Do we really need Chinese Amazon? They're everywhere. They had to have. I that same commercial four or five times during the broadcast. and I think it was seven million bucks every you know, however many seconds like so, thirty seconds. yeah, ahead. they must have spent a fortune.
0: You know, speaking of Chris Pratt, Jack Carr's new book is coming out soon. and uh, I spoke with his publisher. We are looks like we're gonna do an event with Jack this year. You know we skipped Jack Carr's. Jack Carr skipped us last year, but I think we're his new book Red Sky Morning is supposed to come out May eleventh. I believe. We're going to have an event with jack right around that time and you know chris pratt plays his main character in the amazon show that they made the terminal list
1: you see they're uh making a prequel to that they are yeah that'll be good
0: and they just signed up uh what's his name hem the uh, the lesser hemsworth not thor the other guy liam lee is it liam or is it
1: chris there's no. there's three chris of them. is the good hemsworth liam hemsworth is the one that well there's really there's, likes. A, there's the third one too i always forget his name but uh, he doesn't even chris count. Hemsworth.
7: chris hemsworth no now Chris is Thor, isn't it? Oh, he's Thor? He's the, okay. Yeah, he's the good Hemsworth. He's the one you'd recognize. Maybe Luke. it's him. Oh. I don't know. I I'm not sure. I didn't think so. Luke, but... Chris, and Liam.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. He, no, because you know what? I, I don't think Chris Hemsworth, Liam. I think it's Liam, right? I think. Uh, anyway. Let's find All that. I know is this. <laughs> jack Carr comes it's going to be yeah it's luke luke hemsworth oh, it's luke the lesser George. lesser hemsworth he's to do the, the, the terminalist dark wolf that's the prequel to jack Carr's books jack Carr series he just signed on to that the lesser hemsworth
7: so they all look the same i'm looking They're at the all picture of them right now yeah
0: uh but that's gonna be, but a jack Carr event will be great you know what i mean
1: that will be fun Oh, this Hemsworth is kind of short. Oh, yeah, he got the short end of the stick with the uh, the height.
7: Listen, you know. every litter has to have a runt, you know what I mean? Well, the, aren't the other two like 6'5 or something? Yeah. This guy's 5'9.
1: Yeah. No, that's why he's not featured in more things.
0: I'm also seeing a Daily Mail has a story, by the way, that, um, you know, they had um, these whistleblowers have come out to say that the United States military has video evidence of a disc-shaped UFO intercepting a nuclear missile over California. And it allegedly took place September 15th, 1964.
1: How about that? All right. I I need to see this. I, this is the first I'm hearing about this.
0: I know. This is just a, it's a big uh whistleblowers. Again, you can't this is why don't rule out the fact that the CIA was in charge of that game last night. I'm just I'm not saying they were. I'm just <laughs> saying don't rule it out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you can't rule anything out that's
7: all i'm saying to you okay if you do it's at your own detriment you well know what i mean? guess if ufos are snatching up nuclear missiles then basically anything's possible at that anything point. is possible So
0: that's my point we shot a nuke at a ufo we kept it secret since
1: 1964 well rich what do you think about uh biden tweeting out that like dark branded meme after the game was over
0: so stupid, right? And what about Biden being on TikTok when we're not supposed to be on TikTok? Yeah, that's a weird strategy. It, isn't it banned from all government devices? It's banned from all government devices. It's a national security risk. They asked John Kirby about it today, and John Kirby admitted that yes, it's not something people are allowed to do. The dark Brandon thing is stupid. Dark Brandon is—it's basically Joe Biden with red eyes, and the whole thing is that they—they—you know—they made a joke about how. Uh, all these people thought there was a conspiracy around the game being rigged. And then they did a dark Brandon meme. It's creepy and silly and stupid with Biden's big red eyes to say like, ha ha, I told you we did it or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Plus, it's the, just
1: silly. There's no way he would have tweeted it because he would have been in, in bed already.
0: Yeah, it, he went to bed four hours before that tweet came out. <laughs> <laughs> hours before. He also went on, he ragged about shrinkflation. He he went on and and criticized his own economy in a video. Makes no sense. But no, the TikTok thing is um, Biden put out a TikTok little ad and then Kirby was asked about it. Kirby, do you have that audio of Kirby answering the question on that? I have Kirby and I have the TikTok ad. All right, here's the TikTok thing that Joe Biden did. Tell me how silly this is. Take a listen. Chiefs or Niners?
5: Two great quarterbacks. Hard to decide. But
6: if I didn't say I was for the Eagles and I'd be sleeping alone, my wife's a Philly girl.
3: Game or commercials? Game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey?
6: Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies.
1: He's deviously plotting to rig the season so the Chiefs would make the Super Bowl or the Chiefs just being a good football team? I'd
6: get in trouble if I told him.
1: Trump or
3: Biden? Are you kidding? <laughs> Biden.
6: <laughs> yeah,
0: that was his dark brandon thing so then here's the uh the acting president john kirby he's the only one you ever hear from john kirby was asked a question today by the white house press corps like hey you know listen you guys have banned tiktok from government employees using it and now you're now the president's on there what's what's the story with that uh take a listen uh,
5: thanks so much um john on tiktok can you explain what are the national security concerns that the administration mm-hmm. has about tiktok
0: As you know, uh, it's not approved for use on uh, government devices, and that remains the the case uh, today. And I think, uh, um, again, I don't want to get into too much of the the national security technical reasons behind that, but um, it, it does have to do with concerns about the preservation of data and the potential misuse of that data and privacy information. Uh, by foreign actors. I think that's as just far as I can go. Is it wise for people to use TikTok? Uh, I, again, that's, that's not something that I, I'm i qualified to say from the National Security Council. Uh, all I can tell you is it's it's banned on U.S. government devices and we follow that guidance. Okay, now, uh, that means then the president should also not be on TikTok, if you ask me. By the way, breaking news, Trump has just asked the United States Supreme Court to extend the delay in an inter- in election interference trial claiming immunity. He's asking the Supreme Court to extend the delay, the current delay in the election interference, quote unquote, election interference trial. That is, of course, the special counsel, Jack Smith, charging the president. And Trump is now saying he has immunity. He's asked the Supreme Court, of course, to weigh in. This will be an appeal of the lower court's ruling saying Trump doesn't have And I'm sure the trial is going to continue to be delayed and that is going to happen. And I imagine the United States Supreme Court will take the appeal and will probably want to hear the question of whether or not a president has immunity from these charges, because when does a president have immunity? When does a president not have immunity and all these things? So that just happened a few moments ago and breaking news right here on the show. Um, And here's something else I want to mention to you. I often make a comment but I wish I could eat pizza every day and not get fat. Well, this guy did, although it's not really pizza. It's Fugazi pizza. This guy ate Domino's pizza in the, every day, and he lost 13 pounds. 13 pounds. But you know what the thing about this, though, is that, Matt DeSantis, as I was reading this, this guy's a teenager, and he's a, he's a personal trainer. He's young, and he works out. I could definitely, if I, you're that age, and you work out, you can eat anything you want. <laughs> Anything you want.
7: Yeah, I was excited at first when I saw the article. Then as I skimmed through it, this guy's a fraud. He ate pizza every day, but it was basically a small pizza once per yeah. day. The rest of the day, he was uh, at a strict diet, and he was working out constantly. It doesn't count for anything.
0: No. If you're working out all day, you can eat a- a- anything you want, and, and especially if you're young because your metabolism is, is, is super fast and everything like that. That's a dumb story. That's a clickbait. You know what? That's a clickbait story right there. That's worse than rage. <laughs> Bait. that's clickbait is what that is <laughs> awful yeah, terrible he's, he, story. he's a fraud he is a fraud now speaking of frauds Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself I've said that before well his brother mark he um, shared photographs of his brother's body after he was found dead in his jail cell in August 2019 that he says raised questions over what really led to his death he did uh, an interview with Megan Kelly of Sirius XM remember you know, today the whistleblowers have come out to say that a, a nuclear missile basically shot down a UFO. Um, I'm not saying the CIA did in fact cause Kansas or cause San Francisco 49ers to miss the extra point. I'm just saying. Well, here's Jeffrey Epstein's brother, Cut 19.
1: Give us the give us the you know the elevator pitch on why you do not believe your
7: brother killed himself.
6: Well, let me first start off by saying that when I found out that he was dead, uh, I I heard it on CNN. So the government didn't notify me as they've claimed in their report. I heard it on television. And at first, I just assumed that, well, I had no reason to doubt it and that he decided to kill himself. Uh, So I respected that. I I respected that as his decision. He didn't have any children. Uh, Our parents are gone. He would know he didn't have to worry about me. He had no other close relatives. So I just assumed that that was the case. But then uh, the next day they performed the autopsy. And just as a precaution, I had uh, had hired Dr. Michael Bodden to witness the autopsy, which I have the right to do. And the city pathologist, Dr. Roman, and Dr. Baden came out of the autopsy saying that they could not call this a suicide because it looked too much like a homicide. And you know, make it clear that Dr. There's nobody who has more experience with prison deaths than Dr. Baden. and he said he's never seen these results, these like three broken bones in Jeffrey's neck from a suicidal hanging like this. So then the questions became, uh, you know, if he didn't commit suicide, then he was killed. And then who killed him? How how was it done? Uh, So these questions started coming up. And then uh, Attorney General Barr came out publicly and and said a real asinine statement. He said that he saw he personally saw the videotape of the camera that was on outside of the tier where you could see the tier door. Explain tier. That's the the floor where Jeff's cell was. You go into a door. And it's a corridor with four cells on either side of that corridor. And at the far end of that corridor, there's a camera that faces towards the door. So anything that takes place on that tier, you know, outside of the cells could be viewed by that camera. Well, miraculously, that camera was not functioning that night.
0: Miraculously, imagine that. Miraculously. Amazing how that happens, right? All right. Listen, we got a lot to chat about as the show continues today. There's breaking news around Trump and the Supreme Court case. And uh, the question, of course, of what is the government going to come for next in your home? I'll tell you about that as well. Could it be your gas stove? Could it be your dishwasher? It's hard to say. One thing I do know, though, is that when it comes to our medical care, the entire Zioli family chooses Cooper. Cooper University Healthcare is South Jersey's leading academic health system for a reason. They are committed, compassionate and complete. You can trust Cooper, just like my family does. From the MD Anderson Cancer Center at Cooper, where they are doing life-changing work on cancer, saving people's lives. The Cooper Neurological Institute with more than 75 specialties, including advanced pediatric including advanced surgical care, pediatric care, primary care and more. Cooper is there for your family. The Cooper Urgent Care Centers where you'll see actual providers who are on the very front lines of the region's number one level 1 trauma center at Cooper who are also there at Cooper Urgent Care for any of your urgent care needs. So get an appointment today by visiting cooperhealth.org, cooperhealth.org or call them 1-800-8-COOPER. Remember, we trust Cooper for all our health and you should too. Cooper University Healthcare CooperHealth.org.
3: Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app.
0: All righty. Friday after the Super Monday after the Super Bowl. Friday. Getting away from me there. Monday after the Super Bowl, never easy, but we're here today and glad you are as well. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zeele. So some breaking news coming out of uh, the, uh, the United States Supreme Court today. Trump asking them to delay his trial in D.C. so that they can get to the bottom of whether or not he has presidential immunity, would be covered by immunity. So that's something that um, I imagine the Supreme Court will take the appeal. Remember, the lower court just ruled that Trump does not have immunity. I think it was a terrible ruling. I think it opens up future presidents to criminal, criminal, not civil, but criminal suits. I mean, criminal you know, charges, really. And I think it's incredibly problematic. And I'm glad that Trump has asked the United States Supreme Court to, to uh, take his appeal. I imagine they will. I really do. I imagine they, they will do that. Uh, they should do that because this is a very, very tricky, tricky situation. I also reported to you earlier as we got on the air, there was breaking news in Georgia, where the judge in the Georgia criminal case against President Trump says, I think it's possible that the facts alleged could result in the disqualification for Fawny Willis. She's the district attorney of Fulton County. I think an evidentiary hearing must must occur to establish the record on these core allegations. So that means that they're going to have a hearing. And what that also means is that Fawny Willis and her relationship with Nathan Wade is all going to come out, that she was, in fact, involved with him. Before she hired him, that massive conflict of interest is going to mean her office cannot continue with the prosecution. Then it goes to a council under Georgia law. That council will then determine if and when a new prosecutor will take over and who it'll be. Could be somebody who's pro-Trump. Could be somebody who thinks the facts of the case are BS. Could not be anyone who's appointed until well after the election's over. So... I have said, and I believe, truly do believe, that the Georgia case is over at this time. There's no question about that. Um, It is over. And now the only question will be whether or not um, the case in D.C. will move forward. Will it move forward now or will it move forward later? Uh, and if it gets too close to the election, it's not going to move forward at all because it's it, it, there's just no way it can. The Department of Justice has their own kind of unwritten rules on the matter. And basically the rules say that if it's within 90 days of an election, you can't go forward. So I think all these legal cases against Trump are over at this point. And I think you're seeing that. And I think that's why people are reacting in the way that they are and why they're so desperate right now to try to stop. Trump from becoming president. That's why we're talking. We're talking about swapping out Joe Biden for this reason. We're talking about that for this reason. And by the way, you know, Joe Biden has been useless, useless on the hostage situation. There's breaking news now that Joe Biden says, oh, we're talking about possibly now a deal with Hamas for hostage exchanges. Do you know that um, during the Super Bowl last night, you may have noticed this. The Israeli government actually bought time during the Super Bowl and they had a 30 second ad Pleading for the release of the hostages from the October 7th Hamas terrorist attack. They 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 bought a Super Bowl ad entitled Bring All the Dads Back Home, which a narrator talked about the importance of fathers as the video of those dads who have been held in captivity now for more than 120 days played during the commercial. Here's a little bit of that. Cut 19. <laughs>
6: the dads, the funny ones, the silly ones, the strong ones, the adventurous ones, to all the dads held in captivity by Hamas for over 120 days, we vow to bring you home.
0: So there you go. But Biden's been useless on this. And, you know, the question, of course, of what's going to happen right now, Biden just gave a press conference. Well, not a press conference. He gave a speech. But um, he he is now commending Netanyahu. Um, I, I guess uh, I'll give you the, the the update on that. It's the all these stories now that are coming out, breaking news around this. But I think the reality is that Joe Biden' has, his handling of this has just been terrible. You know, he tells Israel what to do and gives Ukraine a, a free pass on, on everything. But Biden and, and king abdullah of jordan talked about this and he forgot hamas's name he fumbled i mean it's just as usual but the ongoing hostage deal negotiations are happening right now and hopefully something will come of this but um he's not well i mean he's just not well biden is not well and that's the bottom line here and everybody can see that everybody can See that 855 839 1210. Big five o'clock hour straight ahead for you. 30 minutes of non stop talk. Oh, and look, we may be getting some snow, kids. That should be a lot of fun. Don't go away.
3: Rich Seoli, weekday afternoons 3 to 7. Talk radio 1210. WPHT, and on the Free Odyssey app.